Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome inside the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of the nation's capital, Ottawa, Ontario, alongside Brandon Pillar up in Collingwood. Today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your first order. Coming up on today's show, we get into one of my favorite days in Sens history, while well, regular season that is. It's cool when one guy scores four goals and wins. We talked about Heater last week. But how about when two guys on the same team get it done? We'll tell you who they were, when that was, and... Our sends in Europe. We'll check in with Robbie Yarventi, along with the plethora of other guys who are contributing, and that includes the tendies because they aren't letting anything in. Plus, Robbie, he's not done playing. There's a national team break, but he has some important matches coming up. All that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Monday, November 2nd, and Pilsy, happy anniversary. Yeah, it's crazy. Time flies when you're having fun, guys. It's been a full year. We've been on the Locked On Podcast Network as your Locked On Senators podcast, and what a ride it's been. Like uh, We used to do these episodes once or twice a week at most, and we'd gather all the biggest news stories and do like an hour and a half episode. Now we're pumping out half hour, 40 minute episodes five, six days a week, inviting you, the fans, onto this show to get your takes on. And this podcast has become so much more than just us. Like, it's a big part of the Sens community. And we wouldn't be here without you guys. Like, the support you guys have, the daily listeners especially, just kudos to you guys for following along and making this ride so fun. And we got more to come, that's for sure. We're, We're not done yet by any means. Well said, and the interaction on Twitter at Send Central has been awesome. I know we put out a tweet yesterday, but not everybody who listens to the show is on Twitter, so we wanted to extend that thank you to everybody. Fun fact, too, like we have so much fun doing this. The Locked On template is 22 to 30-minute shows, three segments. Well, if you just scroll through any of our list of episodes, we're rarely under 30 minutes because there's so much in the sense. I mean, credit to Pierre Dorian too, for giving us something basically every day for the last two weeks, there's been some sort of signing or news. So we just have so much fun with it that all of a sudden it's a 45 minute episode. It's a 50 minute episode, but we love doing it. And just, Watching the growth in terms of download numbers has been really fun. I'm a big stats guy, big numbers guy, although don't get me too confused with the numbers. But I do enjoy seeing basic ones, like going from 943 in the first month all the way up to 25,164 downloads. And, I mean, credit to you and I, Pilsy, too, just for the sense of a commitment level. Like when we started, we were doing maybe 10 to 15 shows a month, but – we did 27 in September. We've did, we did 28 in October. What do we have for an encore? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, that's up to you, Ross, the king of content. We're going to see what you cook up here. But, hey, I'm excited. Every And it's nice we got this morning routine. We're getting you – you guys are getting your episodes – guaranteed before your commute home from work so we love pumping these out for you and and the guest list take a look at the guests we've had on this show since uh 
what since we started i think you went all the way back to sends prospects world juniors preview that was the first one that we had with locked on so i had to admit guys like christoph schubert who came on making sense of the sends and uh joey dack for the first two times even Drake Patterson. yeah and drake twice came on uh, making sense of the sends but yeah since locked on and i mean we mentioned it's not only the insight that they're giving it's that level of credibility as well so we appreciate them for taking time with us and especially the recurring guests like they don't have to come back it's it's um it would be easy for them to just say oh i've done that podcast before it's fine but yeah so we really respect that really respect all of our send central citizens and that list is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger if you want to be a send central citizen shoot us a dm on Twitter, we we don't have any sort of preconceived. Oh, we need to get this or this. It's we just want to hear from the fans, and that's what makes this show so special. And we are excited. Like, think about it. Most of this growth has happened since the Sens' last game, which, if you're scoring at home, was 236 days ago. This is our 122nd episode since that day and a whole bulk of our downloads have come in that park so i'm excited pilsy for all this to transfer back into pure hockey talk and what's great is that the north dakota fighting senators will start their games november 30th but before that we have robbie arventi we have italia bramov those two are in the top 12 in points per 60 minutes played so that's them being on the ice now abramov a little bit less of a sample size. Fair. Although he has five goals in six games. But I want to focus on Robbie Arventi because everyone else in the Liga are going on a week-long hiatus. Except for Carpath. They have two games. I think it's a makeup. Not 100% sure. But the U20 and U18 teams, Finland versus Sweden, are going to play November 5th, 6th, and 7th. And Robbie Arventi is on that Finnish roster. How much of a sign is this towards him being in Edmonton for the bubbled world juniors? Well, it's definitely a good sign. You want you want to you want to be at the dance, right? And he's at the dance and we're going to see some of his moves, that's for sure. Like I don't see Robbie Arventi slowing down, that's for sure. He's been consistent. He's been on fire lately and I think he would make a great part of that Finnish roster because that Finnish team has so much talent already. I, I feel like he would be a good like depth scoring guy for that team. Yeah, he's by far the youngest player on the, that list that I was telling you about, points per 60 minutes. He's over four points per 60. Uh, he's got 11 in 12 games as well. So that in itself is impressive, but it's the fact that Eels is a wagon too. I want to see what he can do with a, a couple different line mates. And he's playing with Barrett Hayton and Maselli, these two Arizona picks, and they've been really good as well. But I want to see him play with guys his own age again and just see how dominant he can be because it has been a treat to watch him. Now, we were more or less expecting that, though, Pilsy, because we knew that he had a great shot. We knew that he was going to get a good opportunity. We didn't know that about Levi Marilainen. Wow! What is going on with this kid? Eight and one record. Another shutout for him in the U20 finish circuit. Oh, yeah. This sends in Europe segment. We're going to give some major love to the attendees because they are feeling it last week, Ross. Levi, as you mentioned, his second shutout of the season, 26 saves. He improves his record to eight and one with the Carpat team. And Sense Prospect had a nice highlight of him. Man, shout out again, doing the Lord's work, finding these highlights for us. But he, uh, Levi Marilainen made a really nice cross-crease save on a 2-1-1. And yeah, you look at his numbers, like a 
0.928 save percentage this season so far. Every single game, I'm liking this pick more and more. And hey, everyone is rolling their eyes and wondering what the heck the Sens are doing with this pick. They got something up their sleeve, and Levi's making them look pretty smart, at least so far. And he's not the only one because Philly is looking pretty good still in the Alston League. And what's the latest on Gus? Massive statement game from Gus here because after a 4 nothing loss in their last game, Gus was so solid in his bounce back. 41 of 42 shots he stopped leading to a 4-1 win. And you thought Levi Marilinen's numbers were good? Let's take a look at Gus. 4-3-1 record, so maybe not as dominant in the wins, but those sparkling 2.09 goals against average and a .931 save percentage. And he was recognized as the league-wide first star. So I think, guys, we're going to see a big progressive year from Philip Gustafson, especially if he gets a chance to come back to play in North America and uh, prove that he can get it done over here just as good as he does in Europe because he's he's got to start making a push. Joey Dak and him are neck and neck for that Belleville starting job. And I think he's starting to get a lot of confidence. And when he comes back to North America wearing those beautiful red pads, he's going to be a stud. Well, let's even talk because the AHL season is already compacted. These three and threes that they've done. If they're realistically starting February 4th, and we don't know what their hope is in terms of games to play, but you got to think these goalies are going to have to share the net. So for Philly to get his confidence back is awesome to see. You mentioned a league-wide first star. Now, before we get to your boy, Red Light Rudy, I want to touch on a forgotten prospect often, Max Gwinnett, because Valdor, they had their uh, hiatus where they weren't able to play. All the Quebec teams had to postpone. Well, he's back, gets a couple secondary assists on Saturday, including on a game-winning goal late. So he's got five assists in six games. It's his fourth year in the queue, so you're expecting big things. But he's a seventh-round pick, right-shot defenseman. You can never have too many of those in the system. So it's great to see Gwinnett putting the puck in situations where it can go in the net. And uh, how's our boy Rudy doing up in Norway? Rudy keeps on going. And he had another assist for the Oilers. And I think it's being apparent that he's like their go-to guy. Because Sense Prospect also tweeted out that he hit the crossbar in the dying seconds of a 2-1 loss. So obviously, clock counting down. You've got to tie this game up. Who gets the puck on their stick? It's Rudy. And he comes oh so close to tying it. He's got a goal and four assists in five games played. I think now that Rudy's kind of there and settled, we're going to start seeing him light it up even more. Like, I... I I wouldn't be surprised if he's more than a point-per-game guy in Norway because he's played in the NHL. He's dominated at the AHL. So in Norway, he should be able to dominate even further now that he's comfortable and uh, kind of getting into his stride here. A guy he's going to be battling against in training camp, Vitaly Abramov. I mentioned five goals in six games. He has seven points, and he's going to be off until November 11th will be his return to play. And then he's going to play November 11th and then the 13th. So he'll be right back into the swing of it after the national team break. Okay, Pilsy, we've got lots to get to, including that day in Sens history that I teased. Cool, but before we get to all that, it's time to tell you about Built Bar. I told you it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You know it comes in 16 amazing flavors, and the variety speaks for itself. Eight have nuts. Eight are nut-free, but all 16, they're 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious guy or girl. You can maintain 
or even lose weight while indulging in this delicious treat. The bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, but yet they're high in protein and high in fiber. That's a nutritional grand slam if I've ever heard it. Pillsy, let's narrow down. 16, that's so many to choose from. We need to get Pillsy's pick of the week. All right, guys, I feel like it's been a while since I've shouted this one out, and it deserves a shout-out even more often. It's the GOAT flavor of Built Bar. Listen closely. Cookies and cream. Oh, my God, is this delicious. If you, you've already eaten all your Halloween candy that uh, you stocked up on, well, grab a Built Bar Cookies and Cream. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar but much healthier that's my favorite. I know you're going to agree with me. If anyone has a, a Bilt Bar flavor they like more than cookies and cream, let us know because this has been the unanimous goat flavor. The, that and all the other great flavors of Bilt Bar can be found on their website at BiltBar.com. Bilt Bar, it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Just go to BiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your first order. I had to read that twice before I said it because I can't believe it. 20% off your first order, builtbar.com, promo code locked on. So, Pillsy, it's November 2nd. I mentioned off the top of the show, I'm in Ottawa. I just drove down for, for 24 hours quickly. A nice socially distanced surprise for my mother. It's her birthday, so shout out, mom. Stick taps to her. But November 2nd is also an important day in Sen's history where they put up a 10 spot on November 2nd, 2005, against the Buffalo Sabres. Now, we talked about Danny Heatley's four-goal game against Toronto. Consecutive, by the way. Four straight. Not bad. But in this game, Heatley had two goals, but yet Martin Havlat and Daniel Alfredson had four-goal games. Like, How far back do you think you'd have to go to have a game where two players on the same team had four goals? It's pretty incredible. And yeah, like just you toss those three names in there, Alfie, Havlad, and Heatley, and you're looking at trouble for the opponent. And man, did they dominate this game. Um, there, there's some good quotes from that game too. Like, like Brian Murray had his Guy Boucher, that's absolutely sick quote. And here it is. To have two guys score that many goals, I don't know if I've ever been around for that type of thing. Brian Murray, that like... This guy's been in the NHL for decades, and he was like, that's the first time I ever saw that. And Heater, you know he gets it started. I think he scored 34 seconds into the game. Like, this was just an absolute clinic by the Senators. I wish we could shout out the writer. I'm on the NHL um, recap of that game, and you can go to Send Central on Twitter. We tweeted that out there as well with the link. But the lead is amazing. It's Daniel Alfredson has an intimidating message for the rest of the league. I don't think we hit our peak yet. I think we can get better. He said after a 10-4 victory. Like, how much better can you get, Alfie? Well, ninth win in 11 games. They were just uh, flying coming out of the gate. And at this point, and we'll continue to track this, but at this point, Danny Heatley had points in all 11 of his first games in Ottawa. Now, poor Buffalo. Ryan Miller was the scheduled starter. He breaks his finger in the morning skate. That didn't look good for Martin Biron or uh, Norinen's his last name. I don't even know. I think this game might have pushed him right out of the league. Yeah, and speaking of pushed out, they pushed Marty Biron out in seven minutes in this game. <laughs> like, 
man, to, to go back to those days where you just knew, like, it wasn't a, a matter, are the Sens going to win this game? It's how much are they going to win by? And yeah, if you're the Sabres, your star goalie and Miller going down that morning with the Senators coming to town, eesh, that's uh, cause for concern, that's for and, sure. And it sounded like John Muckler, then GM, was calling out Martin Havlat saying he needed to see a bit more skill out of him while four goals will uh, kind of get that message upstairs, don't you think? Yeah, that should just about do it. And yeah, you said uh, Alfie had six points, right? Yep. And the crazy thing, that's not even his career highest. We'll get into that later. But you would think six points in a game is pretty damn good. Not for Alfie. Like you said, hasn't been his peak yet. Well, at the time it was. Not only the most goals in Sens history, of course, tying Heatley, but four goals, but six points, which is what Alfie finished that night with the most in team history at the time. Of course, two years later, Alfie beats his own record. Shocker. What an absolute stud Alfie is. So there's that. And I mean, with that, it kind of transitions well into the fact that the Hockey Hall of Fame announced that due to the coronavirus, not being able to have their in-person induction, which is a great night, don't get me wrong, but they're not going to have a 2021 class. Now, just like we spoke about, and we do have an update in the body checking thing that we discussed on uh, on Saturday's show, but does this make any sense to you? Like, I totally get the fact that you want to honor these people and it looks like November of 2021 is when they're going to do it. But, like, there's 364 other days. Could we not have picked one other one? Yeah, I don't really understand the thinking here. And, like, yeah, I, I get, like you said, they're trying to give these guys a proper shine because getting inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame should not be taken lightly. Like, that, that is an incredible achievement for whether it's a builder, a player, or, or what have you, what category. Like, this is the upper echelon, the best of the best in the hockey community. So you want to give them their proper dues. But to skip a whole year just because you're worried that the 2020 inductees are going to lose a little shine, that seems a little ridiculous to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. But one thing, I guess it'll make it easier on us because we went hard on the campaign trail this year for Alfie and Brian Murray, two very deserving candidates. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the Hockey Hall of Fame realized that they inducted Kevin Lowe and were like, hey, we need to take a year off and regroup and think about what we've done because it makes absolutely no sense. It really does. Like, you're just going to cancel it a whole year because then guys like, actually, I don't think Yager's going to be eligible for a couple more years, but you're adding a whole nother first ballot situation where you just push guys down further and further. And it's not fair, I don't think, to the players. I mean, you've been going through, I'm pretty sure they had an induction through all the, the single years in history. I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. It went through a, two world wars being able to go through that. But you just can't because you don't want to honor them properly. I don't know. I think that it's all a little shady to me, but that's, I guess, the news is that the Hockey Hall of Fame will not be announcing a 2021 draft class. Before we get to a fun Halloween costume, and we aren't seeing as many as we usually do being where we are and what we just mentioned with the Hockey Hall of Fame situation in a pandemic, but with the body contact situation, wow. I mean, we knew Lisa McLeod was being a little bit gung-ho on her Twitter account, trying to rile everybody up. But don't you think the minister and the premier should be on the same page? Because Doug Ford came out saying he wants hitting to be remain in hockey. Yeah, and I think, I think Doug Ford took the right approach to it. Like, 
he was just saying, obviously, they're concerned for safety and they're looking into everything, but a decision hasn't been made yet. Like, and he's hoping that body contact is going to be allowed. Whereas Lisa McLeod took a very different, uh, blunt approach to it, strictly saying, no, this isn't a negotiation. There will not be body contact. And yeah, it does seem a little weird. It's kind of like the teacher telling you you have to do something. Then the principal comes in and is like, uh, no, actually not really. So yeah. someone better check on Lisa McLeod because that's, that's a little awkward. Well, we're getting a nice live update too here from uh, – I'm going back to the 10-4 Sens win in history, 2005. Um, Zach sending in at Sens Central that it was also the game where there's a live clip, and we'll retweet it so you can see the YouTube clip, of Danny Heatley singing Mr. Brightside before a oh, face-off. Nice. So that's, that's a, a That's nice- timely. That's classic 05 hits. Yep, exactly. No, that's awesome. So, but to get back to your point, like I'm going to be shocked if there is no body checking. I mentioned like, how are you supposed to police it? A, it's just, it's just not realistic at all. You mentioned the six hour bus rides. It's just, let's let the game of hockey be the game of hockey. If you can't play it due to health reasons, then don't play. But to bastardize the game itself doesn't make any sense to me. So, I mean, I guess we're we're kind of arguing the same point to each other, so I don't know how deep we can really get into it, but it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we both we both want the same thing, so that's that's the case here. And th- there's lots of time, like there's lots of time till the OHL is going to start. So I don't think we need to be uh, drawing a line in the sand anytime soon. <laughs> now let's get to a fun Halloween costume to end off today's Locked On Senators. Now, because of the circumstances surrounding the 2020 Halloween season, of course, we're not seeing as many costumes make their appearances and that sort of thing. Nowhere to really go. But that didn't stop Brady from continuing his trend of Will Ferrell movie characters. Now, he looks like John C. Riley, so that's a great start. But before we get to this, let's catch you up reminding you of what he was in the past. Now, it was last year where he went straight Will Ferrell. What was that movie, Pillsy? Semi-pro? Or what movie are you talking about? Semi-pro, yeah. yeah what was the character he was in that? Jackie Moon for the Flint Tropics. The player coach himself, right? So that was great. Then the year before, he was Cal from uh, Talladega Nights when uh, Mark Stone was Ricky Bobby. And then Mark Stone's girlfriend played the role of Wilf- of Ricky Bobby's wife in the movie, the Gold Digger. So that was a great costume. But when you get the family aspect involved, like Matthew and Brady Kachuk, this had to be the best of all of them, right? With the stepbrothers? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're obviously real brothers, so that's even funnier. But the, the fact that they both have the perfect hair for, <laughs> for Will Ferrell and, uh, and Cal is just so, so funny. Or what's that guy's name? I always forget his name. Who's that? The other guy in Stepbrothers. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, but either way, the hair is perfect for both of them. So we got to see, we're still looking for Blades of Glory. I can't wait to see how <laughs> how Brady dresses up for that one. Anchorman, I don't think we've seen. There's a couple other ones that Brady still has up his sleeve for next How about Halloween, Eastbound so. and Down? Will Ferrell's character in that? <laughs> long, yeah, the BMW dealer. The long white hair. And then Matthew or someone could be Kenny Powers as, yeah. the, uh, as the other one. Or his sidekick in that. I forget who his name is. But Will Ferrell's sidekick who works for him at the dealership and just like repeats everything. Josh Norris will be him. 
Yeah, exactly. You got to get the best friend involved. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of the Locked On Senators podcast. Lots more to get through this week. And we mentioned huge game ahead for Robbie Yarventi. So we'll get you up to date and shout out to Sense Prospects for all the info. This guy is working overtime with players everywhere from league to league. So shout out to him. But you've been listening for Brandon Pillar. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team every day.